Hey everybody, welcome to episode 78 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back, I'm Ben, and once again I'm joined by Blood Tithe. Ben, how you doing BT? Hello, I'm doing good. Um, I've literally just noticed when the camera came on that I've I've had this flicker. I don't know if it shows up on this VOD, but the flip that when I'm broadcasting camera on Discord, I've got I've had this flicker, and I've been wondering what the hell is causing it. There is and a I've bit of flicker. Really it out. It's because this bulb in here is isn't a um, dimmer bulb, and it's on a dimmer switch. And now I've got this. It's bizarre flickering, so I'm probably going to have to change that before it blows up on me, although it's been a lot of months. I love that when you realise something, whether it's at home or in yeah. your car or something, you're like, oh, that's that's going to go wrong at some time. But it's been six months, so it's probably fine. I should be all right. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, what have you had on the podcast so far? We've had power cuts, multiple power cuts. Mm-hmm. What else have we had happen? We had some other stuff. A horse turned up at one point. Um, oh, I do remember the horse. That was, I think, I think I was doing a painting session online, and a horse turned up in our driveway, which mm. perks of living in the country. Anyway, Ben, we've got you back now. We had Milton last week to come and join us and say hello. I mean, how you been, man? All right. Yeah, I've been good. Um, it's been a little while. Just been quite busy lately. Um, things going on as things go back to normal. Um, yeah, no, it's all pretty good. Um, yeah, how about you? Yeah, man. Busy, like you say. Uh, so, um, full disclosure, this podcast is coming out Saturday the 16th, but I've grabbed Ben and we're recording it early because I will be in Edinburgh next week on my honeymoon. So we're recording this on Thursday and it's Tiff's birthday tomorrow. We're getting married on Saturday. So by the time you've listened to this, Ben should have recovered from his hangover. Uh, Alison should have given the dog back to my family, potentially. Maybe not. I don't know. That's... Uh... It's Ben's other half, and um, yeah, Tiff and I, Tiff and I will have just got back from Edinburgh as well, which is nice. So um, mm. we've got a really fun week coming up, and I think because we've had so much Blood Bowl news recently, it shouldn't be too eventful. I am taking like some of my podcast gear just in case, uh, you know, just in case something like really exciting and Blood Bowl happens. But I mean, we've got so much going on right now that I would be massively surprised if they dropped any news this weekend. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. We've had, we've had a fair amount lately. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're done for the year now. Like, <laughs> I genuinely think we're done for the year. It's October. There's only not ten weeks of the year left, basically, um, and we've got so many releases to come. Like, it's, it's, it's yeah. pretty awesome. So, as we're talking about releases, we will bounce into news in a second. But today, we're going to be talking about Creek Rust Gouger, the Verminator. We're going to be talking about the Blood Bowl meta, looking at competitive Blood Bowl, constructed Blood Bowl, as it is right now. And uh, I love a good conspiracy theory. So, the last few weeks, some of our viewers and some of our listeners have come up with some great ideas of what could be happening and what's coming next. So, Ben and I are going to chat through that as well. But for now, over to news. Okay, news time. As we're looking at it right now, all the Kickstarters that are live will have finished by Saturday the 16th. So not really much point talking about them. We do know that there's some very, very cool Blood Bowl stuff coming up soon, but we can't talk about it just yet. So please, maybe it's gone live. Maybe it's been released by now. I don't know. Um, 
but we yeah we probably shouldn't mention that but there's some very cool stuff coming and it's going to land beautifully and you're all going to be spoilt which i am very happy about so what we didn't get a chance to talk through ben and i is talking about corn and as ben is a blood tithe ben because of corn and corn things in aos i thought we'd have a little catch up and talk through the all the corn stuff that's going out and everything we can expect in spike 13. so spike 13 is going to release that's that's literally it that's all we know it's going to release at some point <laughs> <laughs> i know i got a bit overconfident there um i mean first of all ben it's mm. the middle of october now at best like we've seen so many spoilers for star players we'll tick through them because we're kind of waiting for a lot of stuff realistic release date for the corn team man what do you reckon I, if it comes out before christmas i'll be surprised um just with the way these schedules work i think i think we may see it before christmas that would be nice because that would be a nice little christmas present i think because that'd I think be a sweet awesome. christmas present all right let's do some let's do some time points um we've got November on the 6th of November by then yes or no 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 now when the ogres dropped they dropped the first week of December do you remember because you were organizing hangover boss this is a couple of years ago so they, oh yeah they do like yeah, their, really their kind of time. yeah they do like their kind of 6th of December time release schedule for blood ball things uh what would that be that would be potentially I'm gonna the look up the ogre team when that was announced because that might give us some indication, actually, now you said that. I do think... What year was that? Was that in 2019? Yeah, that got revealed October 24th. And it came out first week of December. So it might. It might. Things this got revealed, what, end of September? Yeah, this got... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, you, I know you keep your hands in uh, the rest of the Games Workshop stuff as well. I mean, are they back on track with stuff now? I feel like they were still a little bit behind with some of their core releases. I think they're getting there. Um, 40k is kind of catching up. Um, Age of Sigmar did have a big delay. I know the um, new battle times for the starter armies. Yeah. Um, the, at least pretty hard delay. They've landed now, though, haven't they? I mean, I, I, yeah, Sam's got out. his um, Crawl Boys book. Yeah. And I saw that Ash from Grid of Miniatures Games did the um, the Roboman one as well. So I guess, I guess <laughs> they're back out. All right. So you know what? We might have these by Christmas then. This might be, this might be great. Like, yeah, I but, think we. Uh, but I think before Bonvembo is a bit, a bit too optimistic for me. But Ben, I mean, you're a you're a blood for the blood god kind of guy. What do you reckon to the team? That you, what do you reckon to the spoiler? This is really nice. I, I was really kind of nervous about this team coming out because I actually really do quite like the corn team that exists, um, and I like the team that I've got from Grebo. And I was just like, well. Like, either they're going to change the roster or they're going to completely change, like, the style of it. Um, and um, what, what I've got doesn't won't work and I won't be able to run this team. But seeing this and how they work aesthetically and how the team positionals work, this is perfect. I think they've just sort of, like, ironed out and smoothed out the roster a bit, made it a little bit easier to build, um, less, like, treading on each other's toes between the positionals. And, yeah, no, I think if you have an existing corn team, you'll easily be able to run it as this because the... No, blood letters can just be um, blood your, your, uh, corn gods, and then gores. the heralds. Can be, yeah, the heralds can be the warriors, and it, yeah, it just works out. So yeah, this is what Milton and I said last episode: is that mm. if they haven't, 
it's a really interesting one because we were talking about, and I want to get your opinion on this in a second, about whether or not this replaces corn, um, like the Demons of Corn roster. But you've got the Blood Letters, they can be your corn ghouls. You've got the linemen, they are the same. They've just lost a point of armor, essentially. And then you can kind of, like you said, you've got the Heralds, uh, not to four, um, who can basically line up and be your chaos, your, your frenzy blockers. Or you can just pick up a chaos team and run those four guys as your chaos blockers, or just find four corn dudes or just pick up this team and get four of your corn um warriors or who are called what blood seekers now blood yeah seekers. yeah they are blood seekers yeah all right yeah. why why have they done this why have they done this we've got I'm blood they, <laughs> they can still find new names for them because they are really exhausting that list bloodborne blood seekers blood spawn the hulking mutant swollen with the blood gods unholy power we haven't seen the stats for that one yet why do it games workshop absolutely flipping why now ben um, i'll ask you the same question i asked milton and we got some cool feedback about this last episode as well it's like do you think this team nullifies the corn team i think it does yeah i can't see and this is someone who coming from someone who loves the corn team and i've played it quite a lot um yeah you came i what, third think this over last tournament with I, corn? I, yeah came I was, I was top table against Wayne and got absolutely crushed. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> been there. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I think this does. I think it. I would rather play this team than the old team, just because the old team, they're a bit like the fact that the heralds and the blood letters are kind of the same. You're really fighting for who can do the blitz on the turn. It feels like a lot of redundancy. The fact that the linemen are cheaper. It's really nice because it feels really bad to lose them in corn, and you do because they hurt themselves. Um, yeah, we ran, yeah, we I, ran I some rosters, and that yeah. the, the cheaper lineman massively helps. And even if they've got seventy k rerolls, you've got some reasonable rosters here. But one thing we did pick up is that the biggest difference, and I think you know the speed of the NAF right straight away. So we've got the corn, the demons of corn team from Blood Bowl One has been ported over to Blood Bowl Twenty Twenty rules by the NAF, the players uh, combine, and um, I think the biggest thing here is that Demons of Corn team is is basically the Bloodthirster team. Like, yeah. you play that team to play a Bloodthirster. Most of the time, you're kind of struggling for cash to buy the Demons to do the extra stuff. Whereas this team is all about the positionals. I don't think you can start with less than six of those positionals, basically. Obviously, you can just be a lineman person. But, you know, there's talking through the rosters, you can take four of the big dudes and two corn gores, four corn gores. I think you can even get, like, two or three of the big dudes in there as well. So you can actually take your position I, I see this roster being like um less all in on the one big guy and more consistent because of it and i, I feel like first of all the naf are not going to get rid of demons of corn um although they did get rid of Bretonians when games workshop introduced nobility which definitely leads on to our new team conspiracy segment later on in the episode but i can't see them sort of taking demons of corn away but I feel like they're going to play massively different and it's going to give you a really good choice. It's going to be like, do I want to go all in on the BT uh, and just run a big guy with a bunch of minions? Or do I want to take a team with four of what I consider to now be some of the best defensive players in the game? Right, Those strength four frenzy like boys are just absolutely awesome. You've got four in the backfield. This is like an orc team, but better. All right, Defending yeah. with orcs 
is just one of the biggest points of joy in Blood Bowl. I, I binged an absolute ton of orc play to get the formations video sorted. And I just fell in love with having those black orcs in the field. And this was with the, the, the old edition. In the new edition, they're faster, which is awesome. But it, they, they play out the same way that these guys here are going to play, except these guys start with Frenzy. So you just end up with four slow Ulf Wariners in the backfield. Like, what the heck are you going to do? How are you going to... There's nowhere to get through, and you're going to end up getting two... The thing is, it's not a two-die block. It's a four-die block. And mm -hmm. you're, you're, it's just absolutely monstrous. Like, this team is going to be filthy. And um, I did absolutely call out Sam Frenzy Garner by saying, actually, there's going to be some madman that just spams Mighty Blow everywhere and just deletes teams. And it's going to be this one. And it's going to be great. And I think in that regard... It does play massively different to the um, to the corn team because the corn team you want to blitz with everybody. This team you don't really want to blitz with anyone except the ball carriers because you've got the bloodthirster. The bloodthirster wants to blitz because he's got animal savagery or whatever it is, and just you know you always want to use your blitz on the bloodthirster so that it moves around. On this team, all right, we haven't seen what the bloodspawns rules are. The only people you want to blitz with are the guys without Frenzy, which means you can make a targeted blitz or you can just go lumbering in there with one of your four juggernaut-looking guys to just run in and quad-dice somebody. I think it really does depend on that, on what the Bloodspawn is going to be like. Because if he does end up being as good as the Bloodthirster, I mean, that is a really good big guy. I, It's really going to shake things up because then it might become more like a duplicate of the old corn team okay you you you're bang on the money you are you are kind of yeah, yeah you bang on the money there if the, if this if the blood spawn turns up and um he's a juggernaut animal savagery claw, I mean, he looks it yeah he, he, does. Does. he does i mean he's not gonna be light is he he's, he's at least got some form of strength six even if it's just horns he is absolutely I he's gonna be six in he's gonna be a, a, a chunky boy um but the thing mm. is think about the chaos teams right chaos chosen team very, I say very rarely run a big guy. You buy the big guy last because having those four dudes is so much more consistent, so much more reliable. And a lot of the time, the difference between strength five and strength four, it doesn't exist. Like in a world of strength three, strength four is strength five, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what I think. I think because this team can take four strength four guys who are going to two-die block on their own, I don't think they're going to want to pick up a big guy quite so quickly. Um. I don't think that's I just don't think that's going to be as necessary. Um and I think looking at the build on this roster, I'd be well, it's me. So if there's a minotaur looking dude, I'm going to be, you know, well up for that because I think that's great fun. But actually Absolutely. Yeah. The only thing that would be awesome for this team is if you got a strength 5 frenzy brawler kind of starter and then you are just hammering it on with five strength four or five dudes on the front line like that's just going to add more mm -hmm. of the same it's just going to be a, a win more situation now the bloodthirster is the best player on that team because everybody else is just strength three frenzy so I, I don't know i feel like there is a bit of a dynamic this one is slower and less all in on the bloodthirster and i think that's what makes it better because you're going to have different builds it's going to be all uh corn gores it's going to be all frenzy blockers it's going to be the the one and two big guy two chaos black blocker build to start with and you're going to have different variations of the team i mean don't get me wrong they're all going to have hack phlegm so it doesn't really matter in a tournament um <laughs> but yeah i don't know i i'm mega looking forward to seeing the rest of the roster but i don't know i mean from a naf point of view ben do you think 
do you think they even could say, hey, uh, we ended the Bretonian team because the nobility team came out and it was so close? This roster, if that big guy comes out, you know, it, I think the Bretonian nobility was probably like a 70% clone. This one I feel like is more of a 60% clone um because it's it's yeah it's definitely it's definitely different and like you say the rosters will be very different just due to the cost of players um and like the types of players um i yeah i think um i think there's a chance to keep both i think it's good that it, the old one was called like demons of corn too because that does kind of differentiate them thematically like you've got demons and then these are all corn mortals yeah so they've they've done there well there you're right yeah that was that was pretty useful um it's it's incredibly close to the the corn team the corn uh fumble secret team um, oh yeah it is isn't it yeah like, it is incredibly close and i am in i i love that um some other cool stuff here that said uh what happens if the bloodspawn lands and starts off with mighty blow plus two but with animal savagery so instead of going mighty blow claw it just starts with mighty blow plus two and animal savagery will start wrecking your own team if it goes wrong um having played rat ogre in a skaven team like that that can go wrong quite quickly uh, uh someone else said probably not multi-block because frenzy the interaction there it's probably going to be more like on frenzy i mean what what do you think that guy's going to do different what do you think is going to be its thing then i think judging from the artwork i feel like he may come with some kind of prehensile tail with the chain yeah um, yeah which would be really good on the kind on a team like this because you don't want things running away from it, which is oh, um, on a frenzy roster. Yeah, trying to slow somebody else down. That's yeah, especially if he, especially on a corn team when you're really fighting for the blitz. Um, having stuff in base contact is really important um, to sort of save up the other players. Uh, I I'm not sure. I think he might just be like strength six built in, maybe mighty bow plus two, but I think that's that's quite a lot at that point. Man, if he lands um, at strength six, that would be absolutely huge. Yeah, I just think he might come with that bloodthirster cost, but then that makes the roster very awkward because you have four 110k players on this team. And, <laughs> and I think it's not a cheap team. I, I think this is what I really like about the nobility roster is there's legitimately a few different ways to build it. Um, mm -hmm. And I think with the corn one here, because of the pricing, you already kind of got a couple of different ways to build it. If they bring in a viable big guy as well, you know, Norse is a cracking example of this, where they've got a big guy that's just great on a team that probably doesn't need him, but the big guy's really good. Chaos doesn't always need that big guy. There's a lot of players out there that don't run a big guy on a Chaos team because they don't feel like they need it. It doesn't feel like it adds anything. Um, so a part of me does worry that actually this guy's just going to be a strength five version of the Chaos blockers on this team, and he's not going to add a huge amount. But I don't know. Like, Prehensile Tail would work. I mean, Claw is a very corn thing, but that's just because of the Bloodthirster. No, exactly. But yeah, like, the, the model just doesn't it doesn't scream Claw to me. Um, he screams he's more like massive. The, like he yeah, says. he's just like a truck. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the Nurgle version of this has got tentacles. Um, and just you know very nurgle aesthetic corn is is all about the frenzy so i think i just i think just frenzy jugs it, frenzy jugs mighty blow plus one is is probably great you know for 50 for 150k mm. it's a minotaur that gets jugs instead of horns 
Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a, a big has deal. starting with Juggernaut on a big guy is massive. It yeah. saves saves my um my big guys all the time. <laughs> yeah, and giants. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when we remember it. Foreshadowing. Uh, foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, the game that is coming out tomorrow actually, which is cool. I love the art direction they've gone with it. I, I mean, oh, can we talk about that? Just just highlight that. Go, like, something I love about this new reboot of blood bowl is the artwork it's so good they just need people need to be lauding this I, I, something that just really clicks with me is all of this new blood bowl artwork i think it's so good of the art that gw produces um i do think this is this absolutely knocks it out of the park and it is lesser quality like this is i think good deviant art level quality like i don't want to disrespect artists but like it's got it. It when I say that it doesn't look like the Codex cover art you see for Rage of Sigmar and all the stuff in there. This is just more casual and accessible. Like it's less grandiose. I love the fact it's got fun bits in there. Like the one of the Bloodseekers yeah. has got a tattoo with Mum on his arm. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just that kind of stuff. It's just super fun. Like it, the one bit of criticism that someone has landed is that. Uh, they don't look much like a Blood Bowl team, they because they look so much like the Age of Sigma models for for Corn. It even says that on the Warhammer community page underneath the team photo. It says, "Surely they'd be more at home on a battlefield, yeah. wouldn't they?" <laughs> and they've just lent, they've just leaned into it, and that's perfect because this this team yeah. does look like Blood Reavers and Blood oh uh, Blood Warriors. Yeah, they they really are, especially when they have the fist. That's actually a, the weapon That's, of yeah, the, the Age of Sigma guys. Come with this. So I, I can only assume they're digitally yeah. sculpting the AOS stuff now, and they've just gone. No, let's just tweak them up a little bit, release a Blood Bowl team because we can't be bothered to do another one for now. And you know what? I am well up for that. Let's have a Slanesh team. Let's have a Zinch team with this format, with this like structure, because this is this team is going to be super fun. I don't think it's going to be overpowered. There are going to be some. We've talked about this with demons of corn. Like corn and goblins are very similar. Like if you roll well, you steamroll. Mm. If you roll poorly, you lose. And Sam Frenzy Garner, we're gonna to have to get him on the show soon to talk about corn and goblins because those are kind of his two things. And when he rolls well with both of those teams, he is unstoppable. Like goblins yeah. just was stomping at the last tournament when he was running them, and um, you know he's he's gone on a corn rampage before as well, and it's just like. Corn, because of the frenzy, if you roll hot, you are rolling twice as many block dice as your opponent, and it's going to go. It, it snowballs one way or the other. Um, so the big guy on this team has to have animal savagery to balance it out. It's got to do mm -hmm. it. Do not stitch us. It's just the most incredible thing. Make him worthwhile, but let's 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 have him cost stuff to the team if it goes wrong. Like I am, Definitely. I'm hugely on board with that. Models look cool. We don't know when it's going to come out. We're hoping it's going to come out in the next few, you know, months. Would be nice before Christmas. Um, I mean, did you have a chance to look at the stats of the players that have landed, Ben? Yeah, what well, like the um the ones they've shown off? Yeah, yeah. So the the linemen being the same as the demons yeah. of corn guys, but 10k with armor with one point of armor less. Love that. Absolutely love that. Like you're gonna, they're still gonna take themselves out, and the less armor, you know, was gonna, it's gonna have an impact on that. Yeah. But the, the 60k lineman is really expensive on that team. So, like you said, when you've got a team of expensive positionals, actually being able to chuck these linemen in works 
really really well i do love these lineman models so if you're planning on going for a packed team oh, God, yeah. this is a great way to just like get your corn team and you've got the lineman for your pack team already which i think is great corn gores are looking pretty good 70k is cheap for what they do um i mean that's it's it's, ten, it's 10k more than a beast man and they start with jugs which is a great place to be when you're a ball carrier I think mm -hmm. because it's cheaper than either of the demon ones, it doesn't have regeneration, which is the only difference between this and a uh, blood letter. Um, otherwise, stats are the same. I think it's 10k less, doesn't get regenerate. But you know what? It's fine. Armor no I think it's actually a better armor. Armor 9 plus is, is great. I mean, I'd rather have armor 9 plus without regen a lot of the time. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. But the blood yeah. seekers are hands down my favorite player on this team. 0 to 4, 110k, movement 5, strength 4, edge 4 plus, passing 6 plus, armor 10 plus. Like, they're just edge busted chaos warriors that start with frenzy for 10k. Like, it's, it's so on a chaos team, I would probably take that most of the time. It's a different uh, dynamic, absolutely. And if I could take a chaos team with two blood seekers and two chaos warriors, that would be perfect. But you know what? Mm -hmm. This game is about trade offs. And if you want to mix two teams up, come to bonehead bowl next year because that is going to be our rule set and i want to see a chaos and corn mixed team with eight chaos warriors that's that's brutal yeah man <laughs> that's awesome and that's what we can see because we've got 30 teams now and i don't know what 30 times 29 is but that's how many combinations of teams you got 30 wow. 29 870 oh yeah 870 plus the original 30 so it's 900 combinations of teams and that's that's where blood bowl goes to win um yeah no i blood seekers they are my my player of the year i think positional now talking to player of the year we've got creek rust gouger news has dropped as well so we just if you're happy ben let's just go straight in and talk about creek shall we yeah for sure i mean he is cool. I've seen a lot of praise for this model. Like, he, whatever they've done, I think bringing in Windsor Chog and you know other 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 artists is working because these new stars that are coming out are insanely good. They they've definitely got um, a little bit more of a cartoony vibe to them. If you think back to First Griff and Carla and things like that, then you look ahead at creek at max spleen ripper and at scylla they've definitely got more of a an animated vibe to them and i don't like you said i, I don't know how much of that is windsor chog because windsor chog likes kind of like rounded edges and and that kind of soft touch yeah like margin boo kind of edge to it um yeah but i bloomin love it it brings character and it in a oh. world where the rest of the model lines from games workshop have got so much grit like if you want a gritty rat ogre there's like seven you can buy straight from games workshop and there's about 17 you can buy from a third party but you know Cre it still has grit though i think i think that's this one the does that's why I love it so much is yeah you've got this cartoonish and kind of quite goofy looking art style but then he's got like a, a chain with every single spike on it with like spikes everywhere you know, gems popping out of his arms that are like, he's all stitched up together. I mean, he is gritty. He's just, I guess, full of character. But the, the, 
the the only kind of point of criticism is because of the which I which is hilarious. If anyone's ever watched me on YouTube, I'm I'm about to shame myself here. Is the prospect of having a random massive fist is probably the just the picture angle, but his left hand does look massive, which is brilliant because when I video, I wave my left hand around and it is just giant compared to the camera. Like it's it's proper like Foo Fighters Everlong style, and. Um, that's that's like the only negative is that his left hand looks a little bit big compared to some of the other stars that like this i'm picking this up as like a, a nine out of ten sculpt um i do have one legitimate concern about him is i hope he's going to be big enough oh yeah i mean that, that is a big concern i mean if we're factoring price and value um into it that yeah. that that is quite an issue forward forward roll doesn't have the best value models well it's sure. not even about that i wouldn't mind if it was like 25 pounds and the model was was hench like that's a wicked thing but it's when you buy scroll for 21 pounds and he turns up smaller than a halfling you're like i what is this the same the lord of the rings guy done this one like what and you saw frank when you came around this week ben he's He's just, yeah, he is small. He's just small, and it, I don't understand why. I just scale him up. Like this has got to be digitally sculpted. Like stop being punga here. Just scale up your stuff ten percent, and you know increase. Like if you're going to do anything with a star, over embellish them. They're star players. Mm. If your star player is of a larger scale, then all you're doing is everything you've done for forty k heroes for the last 30 years and you know what for the last 30 years the heroes have been the coolest models like it's fine like you yeah, imagine that if you're like oh cool i'm gonna get uh, marnius kalgar but he's actually very small i'm like no 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 these guys are cool like let's let's do this but anyway creek looks absolutely massive like and i love the fact they've gone with the cool like camo paint scheme on him as well because he's the verminator um and did you see some of the rules we got for him, Ben? Uh, I don't think I did. I always, oh, no, I did. Um, where he comes back because he's the Verminator. He's the Verminator. <laughs> and his rule is called, I'll be back, which is just yeah. so good. So Creek, the Verminator, Ruskalger. Uh, the first time in a game that Creek Ruskalger would be sent off as per the secret weapon trait, he's just not sent off and instead may continue as part of the game. This is the rule the Death Roller is missing. Yeah, it really is. Like it, that, it makes it so much better value to take. And I mean, you you need to because you know you invest a lot into these stars. He's going to be quite expensive. Uh, although I think his old price was like hundred and thirty-ish, wasn't it? Yeah, I've got. So his it might not be too bad. But... Old price here, actually. So in the olden days, Creek Rust Gouger was one hundred and thirty k. Movement five for a strength seven ball and chain. Edge two means nothing. And in the old world, uh, armor nine. So in the new world, he's edge five plus, passing nothing, and armor ten plus, which is great, you know. Difficult when it comes to ball and chain anyway, because if they go down, they go down. Um, Rules wise, he had ball and chain, uh, loner, mighty blow, no hands, prehensile tail, and secret weapon. So that's a lot. 130 <laughs> well straight up just a movement five ball and chain is huge like goblin yeah. ball and chains ben what's their movement three isn't it three yeah and, yeah and you know what in the olden days you take a double and you're like you know what i don't mind the idea of sure feet on this guy because then he's basically movement five with two go for it and it's going to be safe and i could just swing around and take a bunch of the advantage here that we're talking strength seven with mighty blow and that 
if you can have up to five blocks, seven blocks with a couple of go for it, you can take out multiple players in a turn and you're fouling as well. Like Creek Rustgouger being able to do that stuff and being able to be on the pitch for two drives, which is normally the only way to defend. This is why um, death rollers are such rubbish value is because, you know, you deploy them and then your opponent scores quick or whatever and it's just like oh cool i got to use my 160 170k dude for three turns of the game and now i've got I lost him but creek's going to be there for an entire half like basically an entire half of movement five ball and chain that's it's good value i mean well, i mean we're going to see his price go up for sure i mean it has to with that oh he's 100 rule. he's 170 in the new edition they've oh, the, we have his price. yeah the price is out his actual stats aren't his actual rules aren't but even at 170k, um, the, the the cool thing with this is I know he's never going to beat our Hackflem in a constructed event. And in a league event, Hackflem's pretty good. But Creek gives Skaven uh, a really good bit of like murder ability. Underworld are going to appreciate that as well. Underworld can normally run their TV low enough that they can fit both. Now, uh, this one said it's going to be available for Underworld Challenge teams and for favored of ben so this Ooh. guy should be able to play for teams with favored of and underworld challenge which is so many teams goblins are gonna get to run a star player ball and chain with their cheap bribes it's this is this is a potential here to see goblins come back into the forefront a little bit um i think so i think so yeah they can do a load it's of cool stuff. He's not, he's not the, the 70k uh, fungus, the loon of, of your though. No, he's not. Now, I'm expecting to see Creek Rust Gouger, uh, Scylla Amphingram and, Amphingram and uh, Max Bleem Ripper as the three star players that drop in Spike 13. I would not okay. have put Creek in there, but I kind of posed the question when we had the, the Creek reveal. I was like, how are we going to get the rules for this? Like, what does this mean? It pointed out that in the article, it actually said his favoured of. And the most logical thing is for his his rules to land in Spike 13. If they don't land in Spike 13, we're realistically not seeing this dude for six months. And we, and there's still a massive backlog when it comes to star players. We don't have old Rumbelow. Like, and it, it, that's now been a year. Um, yeah. And we've seen Cheney. Cheney's not out. Did we see the model for Bryce the Slice Campbell? Or did we just see the artwork? I have <laughs> genuinely cannot I know. remember. This, this is like, and is oh, the Croxagore out yet? So <laughs> <laughs> well, the Tree Man, I think that was rumor. A Tree Man been out for ages. What are you, what are you talking about? Um, I was absolutely shocked, like legitimately agog the other day when I found out that the Aeronautica stuff wasn't already out. Like the new um, Space Marines versus Eldar thing. And we're like, pre-order now. And I was like, hang about, that's not out? Like, that that's previewed when I was a child. Like, what is this? I, I remember this being advertised when I went to see Lord of the Rings at the cinema. This this is, what is this? What is this? Um, I don't know, man. Creek, 170k. They're not being too creative with the star players when it comes to their stats. I would be really surprised if we don't see this guy drop and as an absolute bomb at movement five, strength seven. And honestly, as a ball and chain, anything beyond that is just money. And the fact that he gets two drives is absolutely huge. But then historically, we've asked ourselves the question, 
is he better than a wizard? Do you think Creek Roscalger now, as we're expecting to see him, better than a wizard? Yeah, 100%. All right. I'd say this is absolutely better than a wizard. So let's ramp it up to the 2020 meta. Ben, is he better than a Hackflam? Nothing is, Ben. Nothing. Nothing's better than a Hackflam. He's better um, than a Hackflam. Hackflam just plays the game. Creek swings around the ball for a couple of drives and <laughs> hopefully hits someone. But it's it's going to be like distracting enough to be a threat. And I think think he's still fun, but Hackflam is an issue um, just in how bargain he is. I, I think it's he's going to always compete with him. And I think a lot of the teams who are in a position to take Creek would just rather take Hackblem every time. So I'm not sure. Now, this is good for Skaven teams. Skaven should probably never bother inducing Hackblem if they've got the opportunity to run for, um, for gutters. Like, Hackblem's great. One-plusing everything forever is great. And in a tournament, yeah, sure. Um, but what you're likely to have if you're down TV with Skaven is a need to hurt your opponent like you can always score touchdowns with Skaven like it's no problem at all even just throw at alignment like that's what six squares for a short pass plus 14 squares of movement like with a, with a two mm-hmm. plus and a three plus or a three plus plus and a like with a re-roll you, you're fine like you've got what is that 88% chance of an 88% chance so you've got like a 75% chance of a touchdown from 20 squares away if you've got a throw and alignment on a Skaven team like that's just awesome what you don't have is an ability to hurt people very much and I used to love running Creek against stuff like a dwarf team so I'm like cool enjoy your skills I'm throwing three dice like I don't care like here we go and he just gives you that opportunity to kind of take out a couple of players and even you up on the numbers advantage that's what I see Creek bringing to teams that already have agility Hackflem is so important because he brings agility and speed to teams that don't have it. And um, I think what we're likely to see is Creek potentially take the place of Glart as star player number two in Underworld rosters. Most uh, likely. Because then you'd rather have him over Glart. Plus, half price bribes as well. Like, so Black Orcs are going to love this guy. Um, in a tournament environment, you can get a pretty sweet team for 1 million. So if you're running a 1200 TV tournament, actually you could probably find a way to wangle Creek and an extra bribe onto your team because they get half price bribes as well. But you don't even need to run a bribe because you mm-hmm. get him for a free. He basically comes with a free auto bribe. Like so, he's gone up by 40k, but you get an auto bribe for 40k. Like, that's where we are with Creek. Like so, 1200 TV tournaments, Blackhawk teams being able to run this guy. That's a troll six strength four pieces and a strength seven ball and chain like corn versus black orc with creek rust gouger is going to be a battle that i cannot wait to see as we go into next year's meta like that's going to be absolutely awesome corn versus black orc straight away is going to be a heck of a matchup anyway but but now there's actually a player that you can take for 170k that's gonna allow you to bash stuff and we don't really have that because the best you got is varag at the moment or morgue and Morg's awesome. And now he's costing like what three forty or something. Like it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. But that 170 is exactly half of a Morg. So you can have uh, a Morg for the whole game or for half the price, you can have a strength seven dude for half the game. And that's gonna be way accessible. I love that. I think that's really, really, really cool. Um yeah, so it's good. Um, now the sad thing is it's probably gonna be forever until we get our hands on this model. 
like uh but punga and stuff i've got some great op like punga i think probably Grebo. like there's some great third party stuff out there and anyway just go and buy like a rauger and convert him like this is a wicked star player to have yeah he just needs a ball and chain like some form of ball and chain wrap some jewelry chain around a that's block it of warp that probably comes in every scaling yeah. kit what a great little modeling yeah. opportunity I, I think it's absolutely wicked so there's a couple of other star players just to quickly talk through ben we've seen uh Scylla. Uh, we've seen the model for Scylla. Again, it's got that cartoony aspect. We don't know what the rules are going to be like for this player. We did talk about, I think, um, what Scylla used to be. But I would be I'd be surprised if Scylla doesn't have a very similar rule set to the Blood Spawn. Uh, you know, no claws there. Probably Jugs, Frenzy. Um, Scylla in the old rules is a bit of a hard-pressed star to get in. I think probably not. I think this is like this is caught. This is the chaos Varag now. I think. Yeah, I think it's just one of those. Um, he's just one of those players or one of these situations where I think if you're in a position to take Scylla, there's probably a different star out there who does it. I mean, yeah, like you say, we have to see what it's like and what he does. He he might even be cheaper for corn. Who knows? I, I think it'll be interesting if they start bringing in these rules where if they've got like the same favoured of, they're slightly cheaper or something. Ooh, um, that would be some rules I'd like to see. That would be some, yeah. that would be some very cool rules I'd like to see at some point in a, in a, in a spike. You can't take, yeah. like, here's a list of corn stars. You could only take corn stars. Um, yeah. And there's I a great quite a Blood Bowl team name. Like, there you go. Um, the yeah. Corn Stars. Um, yeah. uh, Scylla, I mean, I, it, it's a Blood Beast model. I mean, Games Workshop, not so hot a release in uh, big guys separately to the teams. Like, they struggle with that, as everyone keeps saying about the Croxagore. Like, because we don't have one. Now, the Tree mm -hmm. Man took a little while to come don't out. Do it. We, no, there is still no Croxagore. Um, so at least we've seen the a model that you can use as a blood spawn but i mean the cool thing is about finding your own big guys isn't it and the last one to talk about is max spleen ripper which is a wicked model that's the chainsaw star player for um for chaos and i've got to say ben when max spleen ripper landed you and i talked and we said is this corn this could be a corn team what if games workshop do a corn team and we were like no 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 it's probably just going to be chaos dwarves you know it's uh, no there is a corn team and i don't know just worth celebrating very quickly that actually games workshop have gone a different route um i love it i love it i love seeing these new things come out um it's the, the games like the, the support in the game and i think that's really important um yeah, I just love to see it. Just next stop to the Nesh, please, because I mean, I take I take things when I take things as they come, but you know, <laughs> I want to see the next one now. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, what we'll do is we'll go into the uh, new team conspiracies, then we'll bounce back into the meta. But first of all, we're going to have a quick break. And we are back, and we are going to be talking about new team conspiracies here. So basically, uh, the corn teams landed. We did just self-congratulate ourselves on finding and observing the obvious um, and our hopes absolutely landing. But we've been talking through a bunch of other stuff. We do a series on Sundays, um, which is the, uh, the special team Sunday, where we look at a team, an unofficial team in Blood Bowl, whether it's from Fumble or Homebrew or something, and just kind of point out that actually... If you want to play something different, the rules are right there for you to go and do it and incorporate them into a tournament if you want to or whatever, or your league, or just literally build a cool team and brew your own rules, whatever. 
But we've been looking through the My Dugout app teams. And we're starting to notice a little bit of a trend. And we've had loads of viewers and listeners kind of flag this one up. And there's a great there's a great piece coming. But first of all, they released the My Dugout app. Now, this, this came out in 2016, 2017 to support the release of the kind of revamped Blood Bowl rules from Games Workshop. They had this app. And inside the app were four teams that were trial teams and i remember i think we covered them on the podcast because we were like what the heck is this like is this the future and then it died the app went away blood bowl 2020 came around nothing special happened except for one very important thing which was that nobility landed took the bretonian team as it was which was an unofficial games workshop team it's been floating around in in, in one of the blood bowl video games and reskinned it using essentially the theme from one of the my dugout team apps we'd seen this before with an ogre with some some bodyguards with a princeling kind of guy you know and the nobility team landed with that theme with some of the rules set from that and wedged in and replaced the bretonian team then we looked at some of the other teams that are out there and we've been kind of harping on about savage orcs because it's a wicked team we thought it would fill the frenzy roster slot because actually Bretonians got gone. What's left? Corn and Slan. All right. Ben is adamant that Slan is going to be a Slanesh team. 100%. And no doubt. You know what? That is, I, I can see that <laughs> happening. I really can. But the Corn team for Demons of Corn and the fact they had an a, a, a savage orc team on there i kind of forgot about this and i was like oh sweet they're replacing the the the, uh, the demons of corn roster in games workshop mind they're taking that unofficial roster like there was bretonian and there was slan and there was corn and they've taken bretonian and warped them into the nobility they've taken the demons of corn team and warped them into the corn team and um i can't remember who it was to point out but they were like whoa, 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 whoa what about the savage orcs like this roster is really similar to the savage orc roster in a lot of ways the linemen are the same which to be fair are very similar to demons of corn the strength four frenzy piece is very similar to the savage orc roster that was there now it's a very much like a hybrid and they're like they pointed out they're like we're kind of seeing a trend here of the my dugout teams and also blending with the unofficial teams that were out there that were kind of semi-controlled by third party and the NAF because there's no Games Workshop Bretonian team. There's no Games Workshop Demons of Corn team. There's kind of plenty of third party teams and the Bretonian team kind of got ousted and bought out and replaced with nobility and Demons of Corn potentially got ousted and it fits in with that Savage Orc roster as well. There are two more teams on the My Dugout app. One is the clan pestilence team all right so skaven with a mutant mut not mutation but a disease nurgle's rot kind of vibe to them all right they've got mm. some they've got some poison wind globadiers which is weird because that's clan scryer I, I think they're just called pox flingers or something same thing like okay. it's fine yeah, yeah and the other one is the slayer team so a team of absolute troll slayers which is a wicked and a very strong roster right and we've seen all of these so ben we've looked at the savage orc roster i think we talked about it before and we talked about the fact that the savage orc build a savage orc team you can use it as demons of corn you can use it as orcs you can just have a great time now the corn roster is here 
do we think that the Savage Orc roster is a unlikely thing to land now? I do think so. I do think so. I think, kind of as you said, it's gone the way of nobility in terms of what nobility did to Bretonia. Um, so I think we have... I, I, do, I do think we're unlikely to see it. I think we may see... You know, we can't rule out the potential of a Savage Orc team, but in the sense of that's what the Savage Orc team represent, um, I don't think we will, because I think it'll just be too similar, and I think Corn's taken that slot. Um, besides, we have already had quite a lot of green skin, green skin teams released, um, you know, because Snotlings and Black Orcs are still pretty new. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's quite good that they went down the Corn route instead. I think more Orcs would have been a little bit, like... I don't know. Um, yeah, I get that. Yeah. 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 Um, I think you're right. And the great thing about Blood Bowl, and we talked about this a hundred times, is actually as long as your players are clear, you can even use, you know, Lego or whatever, as long as your players are all, yeah. all lined up. And the this roster here, the, the cool one, you get some blitzers on your orc team and you put horns on them and those are your juggernaut corn yours. You know, you get a pack of you get a pack of aos uh brutes and those are your four blood seekers and then you get a bunch of savage orcs to be alignment and you're good to go like the roster's great and depending on what the blood spawn kind of lands and its rules are like you can just convert a troll like you can just run a savage orc team as this team but i think you're right i think they've taken up that slot now we've got two trends and this is the conspiracy angle that i love it's not really a conspiracy it's more of a theory but conspiracy yeah i know right we should have gone with conspiracy but well, we already did that um we did that we did yeah wicked right is this are they working through the my dugout app angles or are they going for the third party unofficial team spin because the way i see oh, it I... they've gone for two of those and they're two on either side. Yeah, I think I think I think they're going through the dugout. I think it just so happens that it coincides with that. I think the fact that we've had these two that are so similar, I think it's absolutely the case. And what you said before with um the corn team looking pretty similar to the AOS counterpart, I really don't think a Slayer team is that unlikely now, because they have a whole age Age of Sigmar army for Slayers, you know be a very easy conversion on their part to make a Blood Bowl team out of them. I, I, that's the thing that I'm a little bit baffled by. Like, why we don't potentially see more Blood Bowl teams that are kind of just taken using very similar assets from Age of Sigmar. I'm sure it's just a release thing. Okay. Yeah, I think it's just a critical mass thing. You know, you just, just try and drip feed it instead rather than release everything at once and people get overwhelmed and yeah. buy half of it. And, and you know what? That's absolutely fine. So remaining teams on the Dugout app, we've got Clan Pestilence, Slayer Team, and from the other unofficial teams version, we've got Slan slash Kislev. You know, where do you think... Do you think Games Workshop are going to go down the route of... Well, you know what? Let me rephrase that. We've seen them kind of go the My Dugout route map. We've seen them go the uh, NAF teams route. There is another route there that is, I think, absolutely bang on two of those three which is the are they just fleshing out the chaos teams because they can root you know there's a nurgle team why isn't there any well there's a corn team now are we gonna see more chaos teams ben i 
I just hope so. I can't. I I don't know if we can say that for sure. I mean, we can't predict the future, and Games Workshop do do mix things up um, and do things out of the ordinary quite often. Um, I would love to. I think the scope is there. It will deliver a very, very, very different style of play. Um, uh, or at least I would assume so. <laughs> you know, Nurgle plays differently to Corn so far. Uh, Slanesh is, you know, Slanesh and Zinch are very distinct, distinctly different in terms of their aesthetics. I imagine they play differently. So, I, I mean, I'd like, like to see it. I think while we can't predict if they're going to, I think eventually it has to happen. I think I think you're right. I think it has to happen. Now, would you want them to? Would you want them to see? When it comes to those other teams, there's more a variety kind of in the in the roles of the armies. Okay, than there is. Corn and Nurgle have a very similar template, which is fodder, elites, mute like and beast angle. And chaos have kind of had that angle across the across the times. But Slanesh and zinch are very much i feel more heavily imbued in the chaos element than the human element potentially mm. would you want to see uh the slanesh and zinch teams fit the same formula as corn and nurgle or would you want them to be more of their own thing 100 percent more their own thing i i think we have a lot of teams already, which are kind of like, here are your humans, and then here are your strength four guys, which Korn and Nurgle have already proven to have. I wouldn't like to see that first Slanesh and Zinch. I think they're just, they just don't fit that criteria to me. Um, like if you had, you know, Zinch warriors, to me, that's just not really what Zinch is about. I think I'd want more, you know, change in there, more, you know, things either happening on the fly or, or just more like fodder and splitting open and stuff like that. Just it needs to be bizarre. And for Slanesh, I mean, raw strength isn't really the deal with that. It's all about, you know, lightness and that word, lightness. Yeah, no, that, that'll do. Lithe. I got told off as using winningest the other day. Winningest. Uh, Lie devity. So, all right, let's, let's start with, let's start with Tzich. Uh Don't know why I added an extra syllable in there. What, what what could you see that team like what would you rather see that team land as instead of like here's my cultists here's my warriors here's my beastman, here's my big guy which i actually love as a format and i'm fine with them producing more teams that kind of i just i wouldn't want them to produce those teams and not the more creative teams so mm -hmm. for a zinch team what kind of angle would you want to see them go down well that's that's what I mean. Just just different. I want them to be really really weird. Like because that is Zinch. Like Zinch is the whole thing where you know you can look at a, a Zinch warrior one minute, close your eyes, or just blink, and then he'd be something else. I mean that is in the law. That is Zinch. It's just ever changing, and it's very hard to represent that on the tabletop. Um, so what if Zinch, I would love it? What if they landed as a stunty team? I, yeah, I'd love that. I'd love for you to have horrors that split. You know, you can have your pink horrors, and then maybe when they go down, you suddenly have two titchy players. How cool would that be? I think, <laughs> like, that would just be, like, super, super thematic and really different and introduce a whole new style of play, which I think is what we're getting with a lot of these newer teams, like Nobility and Snotlings, I feel, are a very different style of play to what we're kind of used to. Yeah, Bretonian players probably feel more at home with Nobility, but 
for a lot of people who might not have seen a, a Bretonian much on the tabletop. Um, that is very different to play that team. Snotlings, I mean, I can oh, say wow. with experience now, yeah. <laughs> really weird to play. Um, <laughs> Better than you I think, think. You know, when we saw the Blackhawk team coming with all the grab and stuff, that makes them a really hard control team. And even um, though, even though that's the same cookie cutter build style as Lizardmen, they play massively differently. They do. Like, yeah. We, I know, we, I think we talked about this where we're like, oh, they're just kind of like worse Lizardmen, aren't they? Oh, LOL. But actually, like, the team has its own strengths and its own vibe. And the corn team here, even though it's got the same kind of cookie cutter as Nurgle, is going to play out massively differently. And you're exactly right, Ben. Knobs play differently than any other team, except Bretonians. But actually, that's because that Bretonian experience was missing from Games Workshop's version of this game like corn frenzy mm. we're looking at this and being like oh yeah it's really you know it's like demons of corn but different here well you know what if you are not familiar with blood bowl as a community or, or the naf like this is new to you this is like wow we've got like a frenzy heavy team this is wicked like this is like a team full of troll slayers this is going to be great fun like this is what i want out of my frenzy team like this is the whole team of minotaurs this is carnage like we've seen that but and we've always said that actually the play styles that you get from that corn team is so unique and worth doing that they're bringing that in and you're right like there's, there's so much design space with zinch and slanesh that they can go super way. So, you know, if they're the Zinch team, they end up doing stunty demons. You know, I love that idea of, of stuff splitting. I do think they'll have Zinch warriors. I can just see him being like four Zinch warriors and a bunch of strength two blue horrors or something. Like, but I don't know. It would make more sense to have like pink horrors, but that's a Zinch demon team. Like, there's a ton of cool stuff they can do with that team. Personally, I'd love to see Stunty with some really good throwers because actually really slow, but str so the Warriors landing, but actually having passing two plus like would be yeah, massively different. Like no one else has got yeah. that. Like edge three plus passing two plus and a bunch of movement six, movement seven Stunty players. Like you've got a really fast movable team with an air game that you don't expect or see from anybody else like that would just be something really sweet i think something that could be this this is me now throwing out like this this will never happen i'll say this now this will never happen but there is a weapon in 40k for the orcs called the bubble chucker and the rules <laughs> for that have changed every edition but there is i think it was the previous one where you basically roll four dice and you assign that to like, well, you have your movement. You, you, you'll be oh, the equivalent of like movement, strength, passing, agility. Yeah. And so every time you shoot it, you roll those four dice and assign that to different stats. Um, I think for some, like having like a Zinch warrior where you roll five dice and then assign those values to that for the, the drive or whatever, I think that would be unbelievable. So the, the, fumble, the fumbled Zinch team's got a big guy called the Changeling, and before every game, you randomly determine whether it's a troll, an ogre, or a minotaur. Like, that's, yeah, that's... that's quite a fun way to do it, but yeah, that change element of Zinch, it... it it's the it, unpredictability, yeah. It, it could be a really unique thing, because no other team has that, right? That, that's the beauty of Blood Bowl, that compared to so many other games out there. Balance doesn't really matter in this. We all go into Blood Bowl games um, knowing that some teams are just better than others. Like, you don't rock up with your goblins and be just like, right, come on, Dark Elves, take a seat. Yeah, We're going to, like, I'm, I'm angry you because part. my 1 million points of goblins didn't perform against your 1 million yeah. points of, of Black Orcs. It's like, well, 
they're different. Exactly. They're different. Like do that, different that things with them. It leaves, yeah, it leaves so much room to just make really bizarre creative stuff when you don't have to worry about balance. Like every other miniature, or most other miniature games out there, which have balance, you know, at the root of its design ethos. I think so here that's... you can just make something wacky from the get go and be just like, oh, it's not balanced. Yeah. That's fine. They're tier three, and it's just how it is. I, yeah, I think that's why I like Blood Bowl, and I think it's why I like something like Magic: The Gathering because in, in Magic: The Gathering, all decks are not made equal. They're not. You build it. You choose what your angle is. And sometimes you run a deck and you'll be like, actually, I just want this one fun thing to go off every few games. And that's what I'm looking for. That's the goblin team. You know, that's snotlings. Like, I want to go for the cool throw teammate. I want to go for the massive frenzy wipe or something like that. And that's 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 what you get from the game. So Zinch, they could go absolutely anywhere because it's the god of fate, the god of change. But Slanesh, Ben. This is your mm. this is your soapbox moment. What do you think we'll see when they do Slanesh? Right, so you know the Slan team. <laughs> <laughs> All jokes aside, I think that is probably what I, I really, really do think that's what we'll see. And I I'm I'm happy to take the L when it's not. Um but I mean I'm gonna take a fat W if it is, because I've been saying this for weeks. <laughs> um it's yeah, I, I think having a team which just is purely focused on agility, but not in the elven way, where they're just good at it because they're elves. I yeah. think having them where they kind of trick it out, where like Slan do, where they've got like very long legs and things like that, it's agility in a different way. It's not just good at everything. Um I think that's very slanesh, where everything is just sort of perfect where you 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 have a turn which is just executed flawlessly because the players have done their thing they're really good at once every turn so you have someone who's just the best in, at throwing can but that's all they can do and then you have someone who can leap over a player really well but that's all they can do yeah i think that would be a really interesting point for Sanesh. Um, and the roster itself would be fine. I mean, if you look at the way all the Chaos teams are laid out, they've got a lineman that has a thing. So the Chaos team, they're beastmen. Their thing is horns. Nurgle, their thing is just being garbage. You know, and Korn, <laughs> their thing is being frenzy. Well, actually, if these guys and their thing is doing a leap thing, being pogo stick, and that's all they do with the same armor, because they've got to be lightly armored. They are fragile. Um now, slan linemen are actually sneaky some of the best linemen in the game because they are human linemen with good strength good speed and good armor and good agility with a three plus and they're they also just for 10k can can bamf two squares away on a three plus like they are they are underrated in my opinion but you know if they brought them on at 50k with pogo and lower armor in the same way they've done with these guys here to make the team more vulnerable to self-destruction which is what you see from corn here and i think if they did the same thing with slanesh that would be wicked and then there is no strength four player on slanesh so if they i don't know if they would bring on warriors for, for slanesh either i i would honestly see them more than i would on zinch i just associate warriors more with slanesh than zinch i don't know if that's just my exposure to what warhammer like warhammer law mm. um but i can imagine like you know like mirror knights and things and you know the new myrmidash guys and age of yeah. sigma i yeah. just can picture that kind of elite warrior um more for Sinesh. but yeah. i i don't think that would be what i want from their team and even when it comes to the big guy like there's a crocs on a slant team and the fact is that the crocs thing is it's a big dude quite fast with prehensile tail like that fitting in a slanesh team would make a load of sense and, and that's even if they went with yeah. that angle but having a pogo stick 
the the leap angle for that team with that kind of agility angle there's a few guys with really good agility but they're vulnerable like it, it could mm -hmm. absolutely translate brilliantly in and i wouldn't be surprised if they went that route and they brought this in and everyone was like oh wow okay slana now slanesh like goodbye to that roster games workshop have taken one element of the game that they've seen from the community is a fun thing right the thing of that team is pogo stick the thing of the corn team is frenzy the thing of bretonians is just making your opponents miserable you with the fend and garbage everywhere right it's just they've taken those things and they've, they've done it twice now and if that's what they do with slam they land that slanesh team and they bring it on that would be a great way to get a unique style of play into the game proper okay and a really unique ip thing which is big for games workshop when it comes to their stuff slanesh in mm -hmm. there now however I, I, I'm, I'm ardent when it comes to their nostalgia sales at the moment. We've had a Zote back. They've brought some, uh, some Rattlings back in 40k. There's been an Amble. They're bringing stuff back from the olden times because they can. It's IP friendly. And even though the Slanesh thing is probably more logical, I legitimately could see them bringing back Slan as is like as lizard people to add to the uh the jungle realms okay to bring them back to go for the nostalgia trip of like here's the slan the ancient space alien i can see them doing it because actually that they've trended towards that the last few years they've trended towards taking the old stuff that they can build on history that kind of inspires other people and i think if they brought a slan team back as actual space frogs there'd be a ton of people that pick them up at 40k like because it's slan yeah i just i just i can see them doing it because it would be such a throwback and it would wouldn't it could you imagine that announcing with the old world they're hey. just like bringing the slan team into blood bowl and everyone's just like whoa and they're coming as an army in the old world and we're like what it would be yeah even a slan team landing like when they when the zote landed there was a, a huge amount of um like hubbub about that they were like dude zotes are back like this is wicked like that <laughs> this is it i i can i can and for that reason alone i can see them bringing a slant team back like i don't know which one of these things i prefer i i think i'd love to see a slan space frog team come back um i love the slan roster with the exception of the blitzers because they're just uh, just not they just don't do anything Boring. good they just don't do good stuff like they're okay <laughs> they're fine like the catches are awesome they're less awesome now because passing got nerfed i don't know uh, maybe them being evolved because actually i really like what they've done with bretonians into nobility they're technically not as good because those four blitzers were just better than two blitzers and an ogre but actually it's mm. fine it's a lateral right and with this team here if we lose the bloodthirster but actually we gain a more mid-range team as opposed to a garbage plus bloodthirster now we've just like got garbage and more people who aren't garbage like i think that that's kind of they're going for that mid-range consistency vibe they do that with slan yeah. as well bring it in as slanesh and do that like it's just an awesome way to go however i will one word ben squigs you are keen to get the squigs there is there is no hint no inkling no nothing from games workshop about a squig team but they but we need more stunty teams 
and they love squigs and everybody loves squigs and there everybody is no, does like squigs. there's no team that plays like squigs you put some squig hoppers you put some squigs you put a load of rubbish goblins and you've got a team like you don't need to do anything else and people will love it the box set will sell for every game system whether it's 40k so you've got some kind of cool grots if it's an aos so you've got some fun hoppers and some fun squigs to, to vary up and then blood bolt because it's a it will be a team that runs riot and does stuff that no other team does like i just we're missing out by not having squig teams and i know this because we've played with the fumble versions and they're amazing fun and do you think like there would be an element of it of them not so something this is just me throwing out a hypothetical here but i feel like if they were to do a squig team i'm not I just can't see them doing it because I can't see them selling it as like Blood Bowl. I just can't see them Blood Bowlifying squigs. You can't see me, Ben, but I'm pointing to the corn team right now. Um... Yeah, but they look, they, they, <laughs> some of them are carrying a ball at least. You can't make a, well, I guess you could stick it in a squig's mouth, couldn't you? Oh, dude, yeah. no, no, squig hoppers. I see what you mean about using a squig as a player. Yeah, like having a squig as a player is definitely something that is a bit like actually why is there horse on this team um like i i totally get that and that's probably going to be one of the design elements that they struggle with but you know they love the old um x six and one roster right so just put x not 16 goblins six squig hoppers and a troll right and then mm. you know you've got a bunch of dudes who've got animal savagery and you've got goblins and the whole angle is that everyone's got uh pogo but they're animal savage so sometimes it's going to play out brilliantly sometimes it's going to play out awfully or you get a squig and squigs are all ball and chains like that's what their deal is you just get naught to four yeah. squigs who are strength four ball and chains and they just chomp their way through the opponent like that would be thematic and as a secret weapon it covers you right i feel like it would be different than the teams we see now and yes having a squig as a player is questionable but probably as questionable as like a rot spawn but as a yeah, as a secret point. as a secret weapon good to go as a hopper yeah. we've got madcap migs who's not a secret weapon we are good to go um, mm -hmm. it's just a ton of cool stuff they could do there. I, I want to see more stunty teams. Like, it it doesn't affect the balance of the game. Like, I want to see a troll team. I want to see a tree man team. Like, just, there's so much design space for them to go. However, back on point, Clan Pestilence, I think, is potentially unlikely. There's just not enough uniqueness there, I think, to sell it. Um, but, but Slayers, Ben. I, I could see this. I really could see this. They... What's the Slayer roster like currently? Uh, what, the My Dugout one? Yeah. Uh, so they've got a whole bunch of juniors who are not um, not Slayers. So they've got 0-4 Troll Slayers. They've got two Giant Slayers or Dragon Slayers who are Strength 4. Um, let me see. Where's my special team? Sunday Slayers. Here we go. Let's, I'll tell you what, let's put it up on the screen. Let's go over here and let's get rid of Creek Rust Gouger. GG's. GG's, my friend. And let's bring up the roster from uh, Special Team Sunday Slayer because I can't remember. Uh, 
Special Team Sunday. Where it is? There we go. So the Slayer Hold roster. 0-16 Beast Slayers, 60k. 0-4 Troll Slayers, that's proper Troll Slayers, at 90k. 0-2 Skaven Slayers, at 70k. And 0-2 Dragon Slayers, at 170. So the Beast Slayer linemen, I don't think they come with Dauntless. I don't think they come with Frenzy. I think they're just, like, worse armoured... Uh, what are you? Let's click you. Beast Slayer linemen. 0-16... 60k oh yeah 6337 dauntless thick skull so low armor so in the new edition that would be armor 8 plus which is proper vulnerable they've got thick skull so they're kind of using that uh, what i'm going to call goblin bruiser defense of just having lower yeah. armor but thick skull keeping them on the pitch more um and with, and with dauntless i think you know that's solid agility so you've got basically um an amazon line woman as your beast slayer but they come with dauntless and thick skull instead of dodge so gonna play yeah. out gonna play out fine the best piece though i can't remember what the let's have a look at the skaven slayers so the skaven slayers were five three two eight so edge four plus now armor nine plus break tackle frenzy nerves of steel thick skull really weird player type um it's weird i I didn't know it's a steal. It's baffling. I think basically what this is is cheap troll slayers because they're 20k less than the troll slayer and they've got frenzy. I just nerves of steel with edge two is just garbage. Uh, so yeah, that seems really odd skill for them to have. I'm not sure why, where that comes from. Is that just more of a thematic thing? I don't the know. Fact they're like skaven slayers or something. The 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 savage orc team had a thrower positional that was frenzy nerves of steel, which I do kind of like because actually not just from a throwing point of view but from a receiving point of view so it's just mm. this guy is catching the ball on a four plus forever and then would be able to frenzy break tackle out of a way like could just absolutely bruise his way through something so mm -hmm. i could see that being an angle but but the the piece here was the um was the dragon slayers and this is just filth uh north two dragon slayers 170k each movement five strength four somehow edge three armor nine right so in the new world edge uh three plus armor 10 plus block juggernaut dauntless stand firm thick skull no frenzy <laughs> but strength four god warriors there like a, this is a chaos warrior with block jugs dauntless stand firm thick skull that's insane yeah two of their 170k but and that's that's crazy. And this was definitely something to bring up about the my dugout app teams is they were all a bit overpowered. Like the original princeling one, which basically just got the skin got taken off and put onto the Bretonian team to create the nobility team, you know, was actually pretty OP. The Orc Frenzy one was fine because it's actually very similar to Demons of Corn in a lot of ways. It's just basically like mm -hmm. putting together Demons of Corn and Orcs and you've got the roster sorted. Slayers even if it's not this mm. roster and i think they're more willing to like take the theme um that like take the theme of the team and change the rules up for good for good gameplay i think they're happy to do that like a troll slayer team with lighter armored you know armor uh nine plus dwarves without tackle for 60k right actually they start with block still they're just human linemen with block or maybe an edge boost an edge you know edge down but they're human linemen with block for 60k like interesting like they're 
you know, a bit worse than the standard orc thing. And you've got a bunch of troll slayers and you've got some dragon slayers or you've got like a ranger or something just to change up what they do with the dwarf roster. Um, I don't know, but I think it's more that actually from an IP point of view, Games Workshop have got some really unique stuff. And that's why I'm so like, dude, let's see a squig team is because mm. if you look at Warhammer, some of like the top unique things they've got is the Chaos Gods. Absolutely. Right. They've got Skaven. Yeah. Absolutely. Squigs, Snotlings, some of the fun stuff, Dwarf Slayers. Like they've got those. Like there's just a bunch of like, why is there no Slayer team? Like they love Slayers. There's yeah. a whole army of iconic. Slayers people who love like even like, any nerd like you are right like if you ask any kind of nerd or any kind of geek like i say geek that's a better word show them a slayer i imagine warhammer comes to mind for a lot of people yeah. like even i i wasn't huge in warhammer like you know five years ago oh, that's actually exaggerating god time goes fast um seven years ago i barely knew anything about warhammer but i could look at a slayer and tell you that's warhammer yeah it was on the front cover of the warhammer fantasy rulebook for 30 years mm. um the, the role play book sorry but like there's those iconic iconic things that i'm a little bit surprised we don't have yet um because that would just be a bomb like and i guess thinking about it from a commerciality point of view squigs slayers chaos gods absolute bombs like almost auto purchase i actually think the chaos gods are probably lowest on that because they lack the uniqueness because of the other ones they have to kind of key in on them hard corn mm. Absolute no-brainer. No effort was needed to develop the corn team at all, mm -hmm. right? A Slayer team, a Squig team, you've got that kind of old-school fantasy vibe with the uniqueness of Warhammer. And quite frankly, it would be really hard to build those teams that to not play in a unique enough way. Like, even if the Slayers, you don't have to give, like, just... Don't give them all frenzy by all means, but actually give your positionals frenzy and you've got a challenge. Like, I'd love to take a dwarf team where I can't take blitzers, but I can take extra slayers. Like, it's just a different way to play. Yeah. Um, and they've got a ton of different things they could do with a slayer team. They've got a ton of things they could do with a squig team. Slanesh and Zinch and everything. They've got just these absolute corking IP things. But my last question for you, Ben, is would you rather see these new teams be developed or see them finish off the teams of legend honestly new teams just new teams and the reason being a lot of like it's, it's it's just new it's just new that's kind of the easy way i can see it it's, it's like i like it when games workshop release things that are just fresh and like thing is with like amazon and stuff like that or Chaos Dwarf is we have really good options already for these teams. Um, I I struggle to get excited over new releases for things that exist, especially from Games Workshop. Like the fact that Games Workshop are creating this, um, like when they drop the new ones, like Snotlings, I found that really exciting. And yeah. like Nobility, I thought was really exciting. And even this corn, I do find really exciting because it is different enough. Um, it is different. With like the player types. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would like to see new things coming. I think this this dugout angle would be more interesting to me. What I, about you? I I actually agree, and I think the problem is when you've saturated yourself in Blood Bowl, like the way some of us have, you 
I'm done with Amazon team. Like I know I get them. Like I'm done with Norse. Like and Chorf. Like I, I get them. Like I know what they do. I've played against them. I've played with them. Like I understand their angle. This new corn team quite similar to the other corn team but i've not played it i've not played this build <laughs> i've not played against this build and this is why we love the the format of mixed teams is because you're going to rock up you're going to have your two teams they're going to have your the, you're going to be playing against a team you've never played before with a team you've never played before and the more new teams they drop into blood bowl the more variance you get the more new experience you get and it does shake the mold a bit now, we're going to talk about the meta and the mold in a second, but like, I am a huge fan of the new teams. And I am, I guess, I don't get me wrong, like, I, I love all of Blood Bowl and Chorf teams are great, Norse are great, Kemri is just wonderful. But I think I would have been happier if they'd said and hadn't brought the teams of Legend back and then introduced them as they went along so that there was kind of like a proper new experience as we went which is kind of where I thought they were going at the beginning of that. It's not what they did in the end. Okay. As they, as they update the teams of legend, I think they, they need to change them up a little bit or it's going to be a really meh release. The team will be great. Like that's yeah. awesome. But if Amazon's just drop and it's the same Amazon roster with no changes, it's going to be like, Oh, okay. Well, I already have my Amazon team from black Scorpion. And that's all I, th I think that's kind of like quite important though it's like we're we're obsessive when it comes to like collecting models and a lot of people we play with are obsessive there are a lot of players out there who that would upset i think where people get attached to their teams they have and if it was to just change like ever so slightly but it's enough to make their team they currently own kind oh, of redundant oh but they've done that no, no, what, would... this this is i mean when they did the new edition because there was though that period, that month, where we didn't know if the teams of legend were going to exist. Like they, yeah, they right. could have cut clean at that point, taken that damage, because actually we haven't produced this team for twenty years, so we've gone into a new edition. We haven't produced, you know, what is it? They time of legend it from mm -hmm. AOS. Like they could have gone that angle and then just rebrought them in for the extra buzz. They didn't do that. You are right, Ben. They they did, they did the old school players a solid by introducing that by keeping those yeah, rules static so. but and i think this is why we're seeing them create those new teams is because ben you are an it kind of guy right what is more fun solving a new problem or going back and finishing off or you know i've solved a problem now i need to copy it and do six different variations what do you do like where do you go uh i mean <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do quite like solving new ones. Yeah, everybody does, right? And, yeah, and that's it. And if we look at the last what six, four, five, six teams that Games Workshop have dropped, we were they were uh, what did we drop? OWA, brand new team, um, Underworld, new-ish team. Like they changed it up because of the sprue, which is questionable, but actually actually has led to the team being way more interesting. Uh, so OWA, Blackhawk. Nobility, corn, snotlings. Like the only team that we've seen that we had before was Underworld, which changed slightly, and Necro, which changed slightly. So that's like the last five, six teams are all new teams to the game in one way or another. 
and mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people who are a little bit worried about them never getting around to the teams of legend teams and they do seem to be quite happy just um, redoing the old ones and selling them but you know what maybe that's the mm-hmm. best thing for them if you want to run a high off team pick up their made to order team when it comes out like and then they can focus their new releases on giving new experiences for every player and I, I feel like that's their angle right now so there is definitely an element of oh no we're never going to get a chorf team from games workshop but actually if there's third party teams they've got rules for them what would you rather have the same rules but you have to pay 13 pounds or you know 30 pounds to pick up the spike of the team or would you rather just still play the team you've got and then have another team so i feel like that's better for the game and it also introduces change and stops that same that sameness happening. We've got thirty teams in Blood Bowl now, Ben. Like that's 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 awesome. Yeah. Like, it, it is very cool. I think it's it's one of these games which one of the reasons I love playing it is the variety. Like every game you rock up and it's different, which um you don't often get that with miniature games. No, definitely not. Anyway, talking of games all being the same, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back to look at the Blood Bowl meta. And we're back. So uh, Mike Davies was the president of the NAF for a while and is an absolute data head. Mm-hmm. What he's done is put together basically what we were trying to work through when it, we were looking at the uh, the monthly meta episodes on our YouTube channel is all the games that have been recorded okay. by the NAF at tournaments for Blood Bowl 2020. And he's done a superb tableau and I'll put the link in the show notes below. If you watch the monthly meta, then you already know some of this. But I wanted to chat through it with Ben because actually it's much more fun to talk through things than it is to talk about things so looking at the competitive results from blood bowl 2020 this is constructed blood bowl this is competitive i build my team each tournament as we've said many times ben each tournament runs its own rules right there's always (laughs) different stuff there's always like uh yay my whiteboard is working this is good there's always um differences and that's probably the unifying thing about blood bowl the only consistent thing is inconsistency when it comes to blood bowl whether it's the team the rules the tournament the players um actually the players are pretty consistently great but when we look at the results we're going to just talk through who the best teams are have you had a look at the data yet ben i certainly have all right top it's, team uh, it's interesting the top team is no surprise to anybody it is underworld denizens sitting an average win rate of 62 percent and 644 games recorded so the chart here is towards the right is the teams with the most games recorded towards the top is the is the teams with the most um win rate and underworld denizens is sitting slap bang top right of the the chart 644 games the only teams that were played more uh, was Dwarf at 687, Undead at 655, Orc at 675, Humans at 673, and Black Orc at 651. Like, that's it. So, one, two, three, four. So, so it's the fifth most popular one, but it's only, what, 40 games short of being a dwarf, the same, like, the most popular team to play. And mm-hmm. it is miles ahead, uh, 6% win rate ahead of the next closest team so underworld absolutely storming it and it is unabashedly because of the star player influence it's because of hack it's because of morgue being able to be taken at a cheaper rate 
The Underworld Denizens roster itself is actually really good. And even without Hackflem, I think we'd see it be performing in that 45 to 55 mid-range bracket. And we'll talk through the meta and then we'll talk about the meta. Um, because I think the... Well, Ben, for you, look at this chart, look at this stat. What's the other standout point here? <laughs> I mean, the poor goblins. Absolute garbage time down here. 37% win rate for Goblins, 465 games played. Like, it's just, they, they lose. They, Underworld are literally winning two out of three matches. Goblins are winning one out of three. And you That's know, really, it's really problematic. These stats are really, are really bad for, um, for, for game balance. I mean, like anything over 55% is a real issue. <laughs> that and that are standouts. But if you look at this chunk of midsection, Every mm. other team. Now, we're talking 29 teams here because the new corn team isn't out yet. So 27 mm. of the 29 teams are sitting well within 10% of each other. All right, there's outliers. So let's take off Demons of Corn and Black Orcs. Let's take off Dwarf, Chorf, and High Elves. All these teams are sitting at like 52 to 46%. That's really good. That's really, that's really tight. Good. Yeah. That is really tight. Now, Underworld are running away with the world. And if we look at the top five teams, you've got Underworld at 62%, High Elves at 56%, Chaos Dwarf and Dwarf at 55%, and Amazon at fifth place at 53%. Even Slan at 53%, right? So good job, the mm -hmm. uh, few people who've been running Slan. That includes... Uh, that includes... Well, just everybody who's been running Slan. So Norse at 53 as well. So... Look to the top five, Ben. We've got Underworld, Amazon, Chaos Dwarf Dwarf, and High Elf. Do you think there is a pattern within those top five teams? Um, I can't see it. I might be blind. <laughs> cool. Amazons, their primary skill is dodge. Underworld. Okay. Their primary skill is dodge. Hackflem's got dodge. Gutter Runner's got dodge. Goblins, Snotlings, dodge. Chaos Dwarf and Dwarf. Primary skill, block and tackle. Oh, yeah. It's a hard counter here. So, Amazons, mm. you've got a bash team with a dodge advantage. You've got Underworld, who are a dash team with a dodge advantage. And you've got Chaos Dwarf and Dwarf, who have that inbuilt natural tackle counter. So in the top five, you've got two teams that rely heavily on the dodge skill, right? Not necessarily dodging. If you're looking at Amazons, you shouldn't be dodging all that much. What you should be doing is just laughing at your opponent when they block you. Uh, unless that opponent is a Chaos Dwarf or a Dwarf team, because that tackle is going to smack you down. And that's just those two teams, Chaos Dwarf and Dwarf, are just getting free rolled advantage against Amazons and Underworld. So there's that top trifecta and Chorf and Dwarf are absolutely a rock paper scissors situation to underworld and just not links as well as i found out at the top table of uh, sandbowl but ben i thought you'd really love this the other team in the top five which i can't explain because it's come out of absolutely nowhere it's just the biggest surprise to me flipping high elves at 56 percent win rate that's really I mean, the game number is a bit lower than some other teams on there, but 172 is still a pretty good sample size. So this is really surprising. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see it. Um, I'm wondering if maybe the new um, passing game has an influence on this. I'd be intrigued to see 
like how many completions are in this team in these games is that <laughs> <laughs> that is, they do that very well <laughs> so so uh, the one thing i did consider when it when i saw the trend of high elves is actually um the dark elf team's greatest strength is that combination of edge two plus and armor nine plus right they can take mm -hmm. a beating they don't melt as soon as you look at them uh but they've still got that edge two angle high elves they've got the armor they've got that edge two angle but they also can throw and they also have yeah. movement eight players so they've got the speed, they've got the armor resistance, they've got a bit of a throw game. They don't have the bash potential that Dark Elves do with the two Witch Elf and four Blitzer blend. But actually, High Elves can just mid-range their way to success because they're 2-plus dodging everywhere. They've got armor 9-plus, which means they're not just going to fade away. They can throw like almost nobody else. And they've got some movement 8 stretch threats. So actually, the High Elf roster, although a little bit bland perhaps, actually is what we should be looking at from a statistic and skill blend that just allows you to play the game in all phases very well like they're not outstanding yeah, in yeah. any way they're just very good at everything good yeah, to very good sure. at everything and that allows yeah. them to so the high off coaches there are just going and playing blood bowl and they don't care what the hell's going on like like <laughs> hey wow who's this hack guy sweet now that's a really cool player and i'll move seven squares here and i'll throw a quick pass to this guy uh catch it on a two plus and then eight <laughs> squares to the touchdown like nine guy yeah, cool cool top cool touchdown like what strength is he straight three cool oh, here's my blitzer um you know like, yeah they can just do stuff like and they benefit very much from this tournament saying as well with with resurrection that's quite a big deal for high elves because they do struggle in league because yeah high while Arm and I'm just just so far like I'd... yeah and they're very expensive to replace <laughs> yeah but um yeah we we saw hiles excel in sevens really early on which makes sense because you've got a four positional limit and when you run elven union you end up having spare cash so actually if you've got expensive positionals and you can only take four it doesn't matter how expensive they are you're just going to take four right so i get i got that from a high off point of view i was like well yeah like they just elf union with better linemen well it turns out that's actually a really good place to be <laughs> So in this rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock of the top five teams, Amazon and Underworld lose out to Chaos Dwarf and Dwarf. Dwarf, mm -hmm. they, they lose out to mid-range to faster teams that just do everything, like High Elves. So And High Elves just don't have a, a strength or a weakness against Amazons and Underworld. Amazons want to be bash. High Elves can bash back or they can just two plus dodge away. Underworld just want to combo their way to victory and High Elves are just going to score back and actually be resilient enough to take it. Um, it's a really interesting top five. Now, there's a, there's a couple of other great things in there. Uh, first of all, Slan, 166 games, the least games played. Only behind, oh no, oh, Demons of Corn, bless them. 53% um, win rate. Elf Union, 52. Wood Elves, 51 with 226. So what are we looking at? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Wood Elves, the seventh least played team. Yeah, that's surprising. I Like, they've always been... I mean, I've, uh, I can't say that always. I haven't played Blood Bowl for, for <laughs> nearly as many years as many like, other people basically have. Basically always, yeah. But, I've, I've remembered them always being super popular, especially in tournaments. Now, it could be that actually the divide between Wood Elves and Elf Union is actually pretty slim. So actually, there's, if you combine those teams together, there's 400 games, which puts them up there with Skaven and Snotlings as popularity. So it could be that if someone's like, I want to play an Elf team, High Elves, Elf Union and Wood Elf, there's not a huge amount in it except the high elf win percentage is significantly better right 56 for high elves 52 for union and 51 for wood elf 
like if you add those up there's about 600 games in there which would put them up with you know flipping lizardman underworld black orc it could be just be that actually the people who want to run that are divided um but i mean what else 226 there are more people who want to run chaos renegades than what else to be fair, packs are pretty packs are pretty fun these days. They um, are fun, <laughs> yeah, really fun. Like um, I, I've been really impressed with them. Um, you know, Nobility and Nurgle are up there with more games than those, which I never thought I'd see. OWA being at two hundred and two games, and Vamps at two ten, and Corn at one hundred and forty six. Like Corn loses out in every way here. They've got a forty three percent win rate, which is the second worst one behind Goblins, and they've got the lowest number of games. So actually this new games workshop team coming in and it it I don't think we're gonna see I think we're gonna see the win percentage and the number of games played for Demons of Corn drop off when the new team comes because I think a lot of the corn players are gonna just upgrade to that four warrior build. Um and yeah, we're gonna yeah. see a load of new players potentially go and try that out. But again, we're going to see numbers drop from other bashy teams to get there. Um, one thing I'm super proud of, Ogres sitting there at 50% win rate. Like, bang in the middle of the table. <clears throat> bang in the middle. I'm really baffled to see Nurgle above Chaos and Black Orcs, but that's got to be a hack phlegm thing. On the win percentage? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Um, their linemen are 40... 35k 40k mm -hmm. so in a tournament in a resi environment where vulnerability doesn't matter and you can get more cash for your star players like nurgle in a tournament setting okay. looking pretty good like you get four strength four warriors you get two to three of the pestigors who you what you want you get a rot spawn to put on the line and then you get hack phlegm to go and score and you've got some linemen who don't really want to do anything but they're still strength three so you don't miss out like the only thing they're mm -hmm. bad at is living and um dodging well don't dodge and if they die just replace them because actually two of those are the same price as one lineman on some other teams so actually when it comes to tournament yeah nurgle don't have a lot of edge but when you can buy all your pestigors and a hack phlegm like what do you need like you know this ben from running from running nobility you're like oh it's a low edge team except that i've got four bodyguards two throwers and two blitzers so it's a low edge team that has eight three plus agility players I've only got two of my bodyguards. Okay, fine. So six of your 11 players are as good as everybody else. Like, on Nurgle, mm. you've got Hackflem and three, four Pestigors. Like, look at look at Undead, Necro, right? Low edge, but once you've got two ghouls and a werewolf, or what more do you need? Like, Undead, you've got two whites, yeah, two ghouls. Players, yeah. yeah, you only need, players, you need to worry about that. one player to pick up the ball. Um, so yeah. when it comes to Nurgle, you just got cheap linemen you can get all your positionals in and you'll have a load of cash left over for star players so look out for nurgle to potentially drop the rot spawn and be taking the verminator instead because i know which one i'd rather have yeah. uh <laughs> you know rot spawn's great but actually if you've already got four strength four resilient players having a having eight turns of a movement five mighty blow ball and chain on top of the fact that you can also run hack phlegm in a tournament environment because you've got cheap linemen this Nurgle are going to get a boost there, I think. Oh, I'd love to see it. it it's nice. Love me. It is yeah. nice. And I think... We were, so, we were so down on Nurgle at the beginning, so it's really good to see that it's like... Actually, there's ways out for them. Like, it'll be nice. That's that's why I'm keen to see Hackflem, because I kind of, like, don't want it just to be so reliant on 
just hack phlegm and that's yeah. kind of the, the sort of theme with all this all of this data is it seems like the stars have a big influence on this and the teams that um, can run those stars benefit and that's yeah hands down look at halfling and ogres they're both sitting about 50 percent win rate halflings at 49 ogres at 50 it's because they can take griff and you know chorf sitting up there at the top like they have got a really good skill set for this environment but they can take hack phlegm and a chaos dwarf team with hack phlegm is potent as you like like mm -hmm. and that is really game changing and we're looking at this entirely from a tournament and a constructed point of view this is not for league and that's why ben i think you and i were so down on nurgle at the beginning is because ultimately we're league players blood bowl is a league game like can you imagine playing constructed games of Dungeons and Dragons and then being like, oh, why are you running that halfling bard, man, when you can just run this barbarian with all these traits? Like, well, yeah, but if you're playing D&D &D proper, getting that barbarian to have those traits is just garbage. Like, in the meantime, I can be getting free beer playing my little, you know, bongo drums. Hey, D&D meta is no joke. There's some cutthroat players out there. <laughs> exactly. And actually, Blood Bowl ain't that far off. Um, any surprises on here for you, Ben, other than Nurgle outperforming Chaos Chosen? Uh, Halfling's outperforming Human is quite interesting. Human are really, like, I, I am baffled by that. Uh, I really thought Humans were doing better. Although, saying that, I feel like even in the tournaments we've done, which, you know, I haven't seen too many games, the Humans I have seen have done pretty averagely. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure why that is. So there's a little bit of a correlation here, I think, between Human and Skaven. So they're both tier one teams. They both mm -hmm. got better from a roster point of view, and they both got a little bit cheaper, I think, in a way, or, or just got better. But they are the teams that want to play themselves as a team. OWA is right up there as well. Like, these are teams that, and Imperial Nobility, they're teams that are a Skaven team, whereas some of the other teams have got that ability to flex into a star. If you run a Skaven team, you're going to struggle to fit a star in there, and if you do, you don't add anything. But what we're seeing from the star player element here are the teams that are getting the biggest boost. So Ogre have got a massive boost because now they can afford the heck out of Griff, and Griff got better. Halfling can afford Griff and Morg or whatever nonsense is going on. Underworld can afford their team plus Hackflem. And all these teams are getting something that they're missing. With Skaven and Human, mm -hmm. you're not adding anything much. Like, you can take Hackflem. Sweet, now I've got five movement nine players. Like, that doesn't really add anything to me. That's why I think um, the Verminator is going to be beneficial on a Skaven team because actually. They do need some bash. They've got a Rauga, that's wicked, but they do need a little bit more bash. And the humans, like you can take Griff, and Griff does do some cool stuff, but he's taking you from uh, you know, a team that's an 8 out of 10 to an 8.4 out of 10. You know, same with Skaven. Skaven in a league, unstoppable, right? Because you're playing one team against another team. Here, you're playing a build against another build. And when those teams can get those star players in, actually you just like nurgle is is a cracking example you you've got something that just makes it a hag team because you can still pick up the ball at any point and run for 11 squares on a couple of two pluses like nurgle do not get that skaven do so what we're seeing here is that actually skaven are being balanced out by every other team being able to take a star player that allows them to play like skaven without getting anything in return and, yeah. and humans are the same 
Um, and black orcs essentially are the same. Like, because black orcs, their win percentage is low. Now, there's definitely an element of the fact that actually it's a proper popular team because it's looking wicked. It's fun to play. And their win rate is 44% uh, out of 651 games. I think a huge element of that is going to be actually it's a fun team. It's a popular team. I want it. Like, everyone wants to run them. Yeah. And there's definitely that element with humans as well, Ben. Like, humans, lizards, orcs, they're popular. Like, we see that. Uh, Skaven as well is a popular team. And the more games you got, the harder it is to get a solid win rate, unless apparently you're dwarves or underworld, um, which is phenomenal. And I just... Yeah, I hadn't considered it from that angle. Um, it, it kind of, like, brings on, brings me on to another point, which is definitely kind of rehashing an old topic, I guess, but... Should tournaments limit stars? This is the question that is kicking out right now, is what do we do about stars? Uh, what do we do to bring this in? And how do we balance out the meta? Because when Games Workshop releases a Chorf team, or if a Chorf team lands, that's the best place to be in any tournament right now. Chorf with Hackflem, you've got your tackle to counter their Hackflem, you've got the bash to tackle their bash, and you've got some adge to do whatever you want, and you've got Hackflem to run around and do things. Like Chaos Dwarves like the ultimate team right now. Underworld are, but they're faster at it, but they are more vulnerable. But they're just being able to combo out because people aren't prepared. But when it comes to start, it is that element of actually what do we need to do? Like do you ban star players at tournaments? If you do, tier three teams, that, that, it's no fun. Like I ran uh, Snotlings with Hackflem one because the viewers voted for that me to run that, but two because actually that's pretty cool. Like I'm all in on Hackflem while my Snotling team does its Snotling thing. That's an angle, um, and actually, it is the game, right? Actually, if you want to take a Hackflem build with Underworld and that's your deal, that's your story for your team, it should be okay. That win percentage is a problem, I think. Um, yeah. Because... That is, that is that. Yeah, that's... That is, uh, goblins as well, like... <laughs> what do you think should be the angle on star players, man? I mean, we've definitely said this on at least two episodes, I think. Or, or I've said this, for sure. I love the idea of the rotation. A star rotation. Or a tournament-specific star package. Where, you know, they just say like these are the stars for this tournament. Um, yeah, I think it's it, it. It can get. I mean, I've we've we've done what been been to three tournaments since since twenty twenty. The new um, edition, yeah, three, four. Yeah, something like that. Not as many as we'd like, but not bad anyway. And I'm already a little bit bored of Hackflem and Griff and more. <laughs> And like I don't know how long this can kind of stay up because it, it is quite tiresome to sort of see the same. And it was kind of goes against what we were saying earlier, where you know some miniatures games are the same every time, and Blood Bowl isn't like that. Especially, I mean, especially in league play. But to have that in tournament setting, where kind of like you rock up and you're just like, right, what's well, so what Hackflem roster have you brought today? Oh, I've brought I've brought my grip, I've got one. I've got Chorfs <laughs> with Hackflem and Morg. Oh wow, you've gone all in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing I did think, and uh, some of the we were talking about this in some of the comments of the videos, is um, a very simple thing that TOs can do, which is skills or stars. Like, if you take a star player, you lose your skill package. So you can take you can take an underworld team with six skills, but if you take a star player, you can't have any skills. 
like okay so, so basically what you're saying is you can build your franchise or and we'll reward you for playing a nobility team as a nobility team or you can run nobility with griff and actually that's what you're doing and i think that would be a way i would go one because it doesn't actually mess up with the naf angle and two it's going to encourage players to build their own team but actually if they want to run an underworld team with hackflame because that's what they want to do for fun actually you can still do that but your penalty you're penalizing it a little bit but from a rotation point of view ben i think i'd love to see that but you know general's handbook aos every year it drops it changes points costs like flipping heck let's just have the 2022 season handbook annual drop 15 pounds it's only seven pages because it's games workshop but one of those seven pages says that actually hack flem's now 230k um 250k like enjoy and we balance it out and i, I just i i think that would be fine like to do uh, from a games workshop point of view i just don't think that's what they're interested in doing because blood bowl is a league game like hack flem not a problem in league if you are 200 and something k down where you can afford hack flem you run him maybe he'll help you win maybe he'll help you keep up but he's going to cost you spp so you can take a yeah. win but your team's not growing and that's a superb balance point and i think stars in league games are brilliant because last edition inducements were worthless like they were worthless unless you were a skaven team with a wizard nothing was going to help you win like oh, i've got 300k well, the best thing i can do is take a um um take a uh, halfling master chef and just hope it messes up my opponent's plan right that what was the goal it was that yeah. or you take an extra bombardier or you take uh old school creek just to try and hurt your opponent as much as possible like that was what you could do in the last edition now it's all right uh i am going to take hackflem for a bargain 180k in a league game because 180k in a league game is a load of stuff like that's a load of stuff and that's kind of why i think that a skills or stars build well i don't know man i think that gets you to it gives you a choice like do you want to take a renegade team with eight skills or do you want to take a renegade team with hackflam what's your what's your thing because you're playing a league game now you're either an experienced league team or you're a vanilla league team with a star to balance it out that's going to get you a very blood bowl experience mm. that's going to feel like one-off league play yeah yeah he doesn't seem sure listeners <laughs> i just i just think something like while while it's while it's great in league it is still going to be a problem in tournaments and i think something needs to change i think i mean let me put this idea to you how about like a build build a star system where you use the um the system they bring so for the mercs yeah where instead of these set stars, you can build stars based on certain criteria. That would be I mean, that would be probably worse. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe actually. Yeah. Some of those you stars. Can, yeah, what, what was it? What was it? The the best one we built was like a thirty k or four, or like a thirty k um, leader caddy. Like it just yeah. made me feel like the old Warhammer Fantasy days, where I was like, I'm going to take this wizard. It's going to be cheap. I'm going to give him two to spell scrolls, and that's all he's going to do. Um, like it's like, oh, I could buy a reroll, or I could buy a halfling with a reroll. Like he just sits on the yeah. Let's do that. Like okay, maybe not. It would be fun. Maybe let's post it. If people have suggestions, post it because I do genuinely want to see this. Yeah. And from like you know, there's something we could try Ben at an event. Just yeah. like 
we love wacky rules. Let's let's mix it up a little bit. Instead of the star system, let's do like a, a, a like a, a rotation or a bit like a, here, here's like a package. Make a star player out of it. Go nuts. Um, like we, I, th- I think something can be done, and I think it'll be really interesting to explore. So if people do have suggestions, do post and yeah. Post. We're seeing a lot, a lot of chat about it as well because yeah, Ben, we get to tournaments as often as we can. Um, but there are players out there whose main hobby is going to tournaments, and dude, it's got to be really boring. Like, and I think that's potentially why we're seeing more of a shift to those tackle-heavy teams. The other thing I thought about is just giving every team two free tackle teams. Um, but then all you do is encourage bash, and you know, I actually like the dash element of it. I like running my dice hot and cold and seeing where I go. And actually, that was part of how I had a great time with Snotlings until I came up against Chaos to Wolf team with Hackflim. Um, it's like you've got everything I don't have, and it's better. Like, oh, this is uh, this is a tough game. Um, I did three. I did three die up pow hackflem though, which was which was sweet. Nice. Yeah, it was my 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 moment of joy in that one. Uh, Wayne still destroyed me two 0 but you know it was, it was good. Yeah, that's um, gonna happen. But I don't know if it's problems with these specific stars because actually Griff and hackflem do absolutely make a difference to the team because they add stuff that is just straight up better and i don't know if it's their costing um but even at 250 i think hack would be still an auto include when it came to a constructed team build and i mean if you into the game it doesn't really matter how much it costs i guess that's it that's it man that is really it mm. uh, right anyway i'll put the link to this in the show notes if you haven't already seen it from uh, monthly meta go and have a look at the data and do let us know like ben says what you think how do we fix this underworld crisis um on the plus side like you can still go to a tournament and you probably won't play against underworld and if you do it's no most of the time a really good match like there's distinct vulnerabilities there you take out hack Flem, like all right they've still got a gutter runner but then you're just playing against a weaker skaven team um so actually some stars there that are really useful is rumbelow because he's a strength three horns tackler like makes a great safety to counterplay against Hackflem. Um but hey, if it just scores if it just encourages more scores, that might be why goblins are suffering though, Ben. It's because historically scoring quickly with or against a goblin team is bad because they're their bribe and their secret weapon management. Um and if we see more teams with movement seven, movement eight, movement nine high edge players scoring more touchdowns, goblins are going to lose out on that one because of that secret weapon element. There yeah. we go. We solved goblins. We've solved goblins. <laughs> right, BT. Anything else to add? I think that's. I think that's everything. Right then, guys. We will wrap up the episode now. Thank you very much for joining us and uh, talking about some blood bowl nonsense. Let us know your thoughts on all the stuff we talked about. And for now, we are going to disappear. I'm going to go have a wedding. I'm going to get Ben drunk at it, which will be good fun. And um, yeah, we will see you again soon. Thanks very much, guys. Take care of yourselves. Happy blocking. Thanks very much for watching. We really appreciate your support. If you want to help support the channel even further, please like and subscribe or come join us on our Patreon. We have early access to content. We get loads of feedback from you guys and we try and do competitions as much as we can. Or you can get yourself some Bonehead Podcast merch on our Spreadshirt site. So if you want to support a team, especially for the Bonehead Championship, you can pick up a shirt, a mug, things like that. It all helps support the channel and we really appreciate it. Anyway, links below. Thank you very much. Happy blocking.